My name is Will Burns. This is the IT Superheroes Podcast presented by the Hill Country Tech Guys. Thanks for listening. Welcome to the IT Superheroes Podcast presented by Hill Country Tech Guys. Today we have Emily Sullivan. Emily, thank you for joining. Thanks for having me. Yes, this is actually round two. The <laughs> first round uh, was a fun discussion, lasted about an hour, but for whatever reason we couldn't get the audio right. So it was a little bit staticky when we adjusted the static. There was an echo. When we adjusted the echo, it kind of just distorted everything. Yeah. And after Emily spent like six hours trying to figure it out, we're just like, screw it. Let's just do it again. So we're back. <laughs> <laughs> so Emily, uh, why don't you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah. So I'm the marketing coordinator here at Hill Country Tech Guys. Usually the one behind the postings and microphone videos, all that. But yeah, that's what I do. All right. Good deal. Uh, how did you get started at Hill Country Tech Guys? So about almost a year ago now, I was looking for an internship to do for class credit um, in grad school. And I was talking to a friend of mine and her company was looking for internships. And by the time I had contacted her about it, they'd already filled the position. So she referred me to Brooke, our executive assistant. And she was like, Brooke's company's hiring for marketing. Reach out to her. Might be something you're interested in. Had an interview with Sarah the next week after reaching out to Brooke, and there I am. Started in May. All right. So how did because did you know Brooke before? Yeah. So we were in the same sorority in undergrad. Um, which soror which sorority is that? Alpha Z Delta. Alpha Z Delta? Yes. Is that a I never did the sorority <laughs> or frat yeah. or frat thing, so why don't you explain a little bit like what it is? Because I genuinely don't oh, know. It's been so long since I've been in it. It's changed a lot, honestly, since I've been in it. Really? But, um Yeah, just basically an organization. We do philanthropy events. Um a good networking opportunity obviously i got a job yeah, out of right. it <laughs> um good opportunity to make friends and get started in college and kind of find your place cool yeah for me that was rugby mm -hmm. and i didn't find rugby till i was 21 but that was like halfway through my collegiate journey um but yeah rugby been a big piece or big part of my life since then so 17 years later still doing it yeah um all right uh so yeah so we talked about how you got started that you're the marketing coordinator why don't you i guess what does the job entail being the marketing coordinator at hill country tech guys um so i do a little bit of everything marketing wise graphic design social media management um, blog posts, email campaigns, newsletters. Um, I do the podcast, edit everything, video editing. I think that's all. I can't think of anything else right now. So just a couple things. Just a not few. much at all. Yeah, not yeah, much. Yeah. Not much. <laughs> not busy at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so what's your favorite thing to do? Definitely the graphic design and like video editing. Being creative with that is really something I enjoy. I used to paint a lot when I had a lot more free time before grad school and everything. And I just like being creative and just getting to put, I guess, ideas on paper or on posts or whatever it may be. Yeah. Yeah. Last month you cranked out, I think, 19 pieces of content. Mm -hmm. So that's that's moving and shaking for sure. It's basically yeah. every other day or more. Yeah. And making uh, Hill Country Tech guys seem very up to date and hopefully starting to help us gin up more more leads, which seems to be working. That's the goal. Two in the last week. <laughs> yeah. So I'll take it. It's exciting. Yeah. Um, what's your least favorite thing to do? Uh, 
Um, probably email marketing, just because I don't know much about it. And, and it's not something that, like, man, I really want to learn more about email <laughs> marketing. Yeah. I mean, maybe in the future I'll I'll get more used to it. It's just so new to me. And yeah. less, a little less creative and more, like, not analytical, but... More process-driven. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to being creative. Yeah. yeah. Like, let's build this list. <laughs> let's put this list on this one. And then when this campaign ends, let's put them onto this campaign. Yeah. Yeah. Luckily, we have people to help with that. Right? right now. <laughs> That's true. Uh, let's see. So what made you choose marketing? Um, It's always something that I've kind of been interested in. I know, like, going into college, I didn't really fully know what I wanted to do. I don't think most people do. But. I do not. <laughs> um, I had the plan to do, like, real estate or photography. So I did business in my undergrad. And towards the end, I kind of wasn't feeling real estate anymore and got into, well, one of my previous jobs, I got to run our social media and that was really fun to do so i kind of was just like oh this could be fun so after i graduated undergrad i was looking for marketing positions not really having much luck because of my undergrad degree it wasn't in marketing i don't feel like many people wanted to hire and not marketing what was your degree again it was just business management, business so management. general business, basically. Um, but then I went to grad school, and Texas State had a marketing research and analytics program. So I did that, and here we are. Very cool. So what was your favorite part about the marketing degree? Like, was there a class or overall theme yeah. besides marketing? Um. Definitely my digital marketing and social media marketing classes. Digital marketing, I took my first semester of undergrad, so that was like something that got me really excited going into grad school. Um, and then finishing out with social media marketing is one of my last classes to take. Um, they were both pretty similar, but kind of different. And basically all the things that I do here now, so. It was really fun to learn before I had a job in marketing and then I took social media marketing after I was working here and it was interesting to, I guess, learn and be working similar things at the same time, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Yeah. So I, I guess I'm still, I'm still definitely learning the social media aspect of marketing. Really, mm -hmm. I mean, I'm, I'm barely entry level and I'm... <laughs> more just trust that you're doing a great job. <laughs> so I guess what is it that you're looking to do for social media? It honestly depends if it's Instagram, Facebook, TikTok. Those are kind of more okay. casual. Like our goal here with our Instagram and Facebook is to like build a culture. So when people come like do the research on us, whether we're going to hire them or whether they're going to be a client. They can see like what we're about, what our culture is. Mm -hmm. LinkedIn is more of a professional platform. Um, so really just putting out content where it's more like knowledge based and what we do and kind of that thing, mm -hmm. if that makes sense. Um, we don't do TikTok, but. I don't think many of our prospective clients are on yeah. TikTok. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think so. I've, I've never even logged into TikTok really? before. So. I actually just deleted TikTok a couple of days ago. It Why is was that? consuming way too much of my time. Yes, I definitely agree. Social media in general. Like I try to pull myself out of it completely, <laughs> but I, I just keep, I, I just dabble my toes every now and then. So with Facebook, for the longest time, I didn't have, well, I still don't have it, the app on my phone. So I was going to say mm -hmm. for a long time ago, 
maybe when my daughter was born, so six or seven years ago, I deleted the app. And that's when I, because that's when I learned that social media platforms aren't built to help improve your life. They're simply there to gather your data and then sell it, which now is a big mm-hmm. thing and everybody's aware of it. But back then, like I was trying to proselyze to everybody, like, this is what's happening. <laughs> like, you got to stop. And I didn't That's do it funny. on social media either. Yeah. Like I was like in person because I feel like if I was doing it on social media, I'm just feeding the machine. Right, right. Um, but I don't think I made any difference. I, well, I should say I did talk to my wife about it. And then she, once we realized we were wasting time and spending time on it, we both deleted the app. And really what it, what it does is, I guess for me, it forced me to create new habits and create a different relationship with Facebook. Cause before mm-hmm. when I had it on my phone, I would just use it to kill time because you just scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll and scroll. You keep going and it becomes more, it's just, more of an addiction than anything else. So I got it off my phone and I didn't use it for at all for like a month. My brain was able to reset and I was able to approach, it might've been two months, but I was able to come back to Facebook and be like, I'm very mindful of the time that I've got. And I'm going to spend like two minutes checking these fake notifications because (laughs) I mean, at one point Facebook seemed to be useful mm-hmm. like you just kind of checked in when you got a notification it was it was actually a notification something that was related to you so it kept your time i guess you, you weren't just wasting time but now it's just sending out as many alerts as possible to fire yeah. off endorphins in your brain so that you stick to the website or the app as long exactly, as possible yeah um i always say if i didn't work in social media i probably wouldn't have social media at this point in my life i don't know it's just so so time consuming i've heard somebody say like especially tiktok you're not supposed to have the access to that many people and see what that many people are doing mm. on a regular basis mm-hmm. like it's it's really i guess damaging to like your mental mental health and yeah, mental for capacity, sure. seeing all these different people at different points in their life. like, And it's it, usually only representing the best things that are happening to them. Exactly. And yeah. that, yeah, I can see how if you look at, you're like, oh, look at Jake. He's, he's going to Cancun and he's going to this place. And that's literally all you see. You're like, man, he's living the fucking life. Yeah. What am I doing with my life? Whereas like he's, Still got the same struggles. He's still got the same things going on. It's just he's, just he's posting. On a beach. <laughs> yeah, he's on a beach yeah. and posting about partying and having fun and things like that. Um, and not to say that I want to be partying on the beach. <laughs> not more referring to like my 22 year old self yeah. that was more more, more vulnerable. I love my wife. I love my kids. I'm gonna be very <laughs> clear about that. Um, but yeah, yeah, for me. I, I guess I got on to Facebook and then I created an, an Instagram account. I've got two Instagram accounts. That's right. a, I'm, I feel like an old man because <laughs> I, I had to create two because I forgot my password for the other one. And I didn't bother <laughs> trying to reset my password. Um, and each of them have one, one picture and that's it. So I might check Instagram once. Actually, now that I'm at Hill Country Tech Guys, I actually check it more. You've been liking our Yeah, yeah, because I'm trying to go out of my way Mm -hmm. to to like it, to get the algorithm to like kick it out to more people. Uh, Yeah, so I've been been interacting with Instagram more often. Um, But yeah, for me, it's just, it seems like the same thing as Facebook, but only pictures and less comments. Mm -hmm. I guess it's not as political, but I don't even see that stuff much anymore on Facebook. On Facebook, yeah. Yeah. I used to really get into it with people and I would be, I would be an asshole to some people, <laughs> which I mean, I regret that it happened, but 
yeah, it pulling myself away from Facebook helped me yeah. realize like I should be nice to people. <laughs> like I'm not gonna win anybody over by right telling them that they're an asshole because like you don't believe in gay marriage. Because that was my big thing back in the day. Like I was all about like gay marriage should be a thing, which it should be, and I'm glad that they voted for that. But um, I mean, it's been just like six or seven years ago. It was a different time. Mm-hmm. And it was really cr- controversial. Mm-hmm. And I was on the front line just bashing in uh, who took everything vi- literally. Um, but, yeah. But now now I look back and if, if I had to do it again, I wouldn't interact with them online. I would probably interact with them in person. Mm-hmm. And, of course, if I'm interacting with them in person, I'm not going to. Tell them that they're an idiot. Like, I'm going to be much more <laughs> right, reasonable. Right. Uh, so, uh, what made you choose Texas State mm-hmm. as far as your, your undergrad and also your, your graduate work? Well, actually, my mom and my aunt went to Texas State. So, that was kind of a big driving factor for me to apply and tour. And then I was applied to a couple others, Baylor, um, SFA, just a couple other Texas schools. Had a tour scheduled at Texas State in the morning, and then we were going to drive back home and stop by Baylor because it's on the wh- way. And uh, where's home again? Uh, Grandview, Texas. And that's up near Fort Worth, right? About 45 minutes south. Um, parents live in Alvarado. It's a little bit bigger of a town, but we're like right on the line. Went to school in Grandview. Um, but yeah, Baylor was on the way back and toured Texas State in the morning and didn't even stop at Baylor on the way back. Huh. I was like, yeah, I'll, I'll go here. That's awesome. But so so we, what was it that, that really got your attention here? Um, mostly just the campus and how, how beautiful it is and all the different options that our tour guide was showing us and telling us about for classes and majors and all that. But I actually, so my grandparents bought a duplex, which I live in now, when my parent or when my mom and my aunt were going to school here. And so every time they'd switch out tenants, because they've had it up until a couple years ago, my parents bought it for my grandma. But my, so our whole family would like come up, bring air mattresses, repaint, repaint do the floor if we have to or just anything we had to work on we would come up or I guess come down technically from DFW and just all stay there as a family and work on it so I've been coming to San Marcos for as long as I can remember I drove one of the first times I drove like by myself um was down the road that I live on Mm -hmm. which is kind of funny but yeah I've been San Marcos has been a place to go for a while now, but I just fell in love with the campus. I'd never been on campus until my tour, but really, yeah, I've thought about that with Ella and Evan mm-hmm. is trying to find a way or a reason to get them on campus and to walk around and be like, "This is a university. <laughs> this is where people learn and like and they they work to achieve things after high school yeah because for me growing up i grew up in a little town it was a 3a school and i lived 15 minutes from that little town like really we were 15 minutes from lots of little towns that's how i was too yeah so hey my my parents were both like you're definitely going to college you, you have to finish it's gonna improve your life which for the most part i agree it was very expensive. I finally mm-hmm. paid off my student loans. It Congrats. only took 14 years. I don't know, 13 and a half. But, um, yeah, 60K later, you know, really more than 60K. So probably with all the interest paid and everything, mm-hmm. over 13 years, I probably paid close to seventy or $80,000. When I think about it that way, Kind of hurts a little bit yeah. since I haven't really stopped to think about that in a while. It's just like I finally paid it off. <laughs> um, 
but but yeah so for me it was just like this is what you're gonna do and in my head i was like all right i'm gonna go through junior high high school when i graduated high school it wasn't a big deal like it was like this was just the next step mm-hmm. and even going to school or to um college i never really thought about going to university because my parents were always like you should go to junior college junior college is cheaper mm-hmm. and for me in my head i'm like that works for me i don't like to spend money so let me go to junior college and my very first semester i uh I just didn't go to class. I went to one class. I got four D's and one A. And <laughs> oh, it was sociology with Steve Sebesta, which I, because I loved the class, I went. But the mm-hmm. rest of them, it was very, I did just enough to get a D, which means that I showed up for most tests. And even then, it was, yeah, it was poor choices. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, so yeah, so, so what I was the, the whole point of that is w- what I would like to do is show my kids like this is a university, this is a a, a research facility. Like when you graduate, you can go to something like this where it's big and it's grand and it's like you get to walk around. It's just bigger than life, and that's I feel like that's what a lot of universities have become. Mm-hmm. Um, where Texas, and especially Texas State, because it's grown a lot since I graduated. And like I've, I've talked to alumni who came to school here in like the 90s, and they're like, it's just night and day difference. Mm-hmm. Um, and what's crazy is that during the recession of 2008 or 2009, I want to say that Texas State spent a billion dollars in renovations, it was it was like nine hundred fifty wow. million, but mm-hmm. I, I always round up because a billion sounds better. Uh, but from at that point, I was like, I just graduated, I can't get a job. Like we're in the middle of a recession, and they're spending a billion dollars. Like, what did my tuition really go yeah. towards? And it, I guess it goes towards really big buildings and hiring. Well, probably just really big buildings, and then hiring administrators. Mm-hmm. But. um yeah, every time my my mom comes, because she came when it was still Southwest Texas, mm-hmm. um, she'll be like, "Oh, my my tuition paid for that building," or like the it's either the library or the student center before they redid it. But she always liked to say, "Oh, my tuition paid for that." <laughs> it's it's funny every time. Every time she has to say it. <laughs> yeah, a school was actually affordable yeah. back then when, when she went to school. Now it's gotten, I mean, I thought it was expensive when I graduated, but it's, it's gotten obscene. Because every now and then I'll get this little this little inkling in the back of my brain where I'm like, I'll go back to school. <laughs> I want to learn and maybe work towards a degree in history or sociology mm-hmm. or psychology just just because, and I, I don't, it won't really help my, my career, but I want to learn. Mm. And then I see that a three hour class, like if you do three hours at a time, it's a thousand dollars. Like I don't have time to go back full time. And even then that's fucking crazy expensive, but like a thousand dollars for three hours is insane. And then ACC isn't much better. I want to say ACC is like $750 because San Marcos is at a district. Oh, okay. Yeah, so it's it's also crazy expensive. So I just listen to podcasts instead. Yeah, I mean, there's so many courses you can take too, or online. So much stuff online now, mm-hmm. especially after COVID. Like I've I get ads for like online graphic design school and stuff like that. Like there's so many different things you can do online you don't have to go to a campus anymore yeah it's so crazy. talk about that so you were square in the middle of working on on your on your marketing degree mm-hmm. when covid started what was i guess i guess what was that like well i actually started december or not december august so it was kind of after the big wave of lockdowns and mm. everything um it wasn't anything too out of the norm other than having classes online 
um, because I finished my undergrad right before COVID started. So I was going straight into grad school after COVID. Um, I had two online classes and then one in person. We just had to wear a mask the whole class and sit like every other seat. Mm-hmm. But it wasn't anything too crazy. I did like online classes because I have a dog and especially after lockdown, she's like so dependent, I guess, anxious when Mm. I leave. Like my, so since I live in a duplex, my wall backs up to my neighbor Mm -hmm. and my neighbor, I live next door to one of my best friends. Oh, that's awesome. Perk of your parents being your landlord, you can pick your neighbor to an extent, but um, she'll text me all the time, like, Chloe's going crazy, so she just does not do well when she's by herself, so I liked having online classes, and going once a week was fine for, what, three hours at night. Um, It was interesting with night classes, too. Um, cause I'm the kind of person that wants to take an 8 a.m. Like all my undergrads, if there was an 8 a.m., I would take it. I was a 10 a.m. guy for sure. Yeah. Or even noon. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Or, or just be done by like 12 or one. I don't know. I just like to get my day started and over with, I guess. But having night classes was very interesting. Yeah. And for me, one of the favorite parts about college because I really wasn't going to to class because I hated sitting in a classroom. But Mm -hmm. one of my favorite parts was you go during the day, you're walking through campus and there's just people everywhere and everybody's there to learn. Everybody's there to, to do better, to make themselves better. And that was a cool feeling. Mm -hmm. I, I, I started my master's degree in exercise sports science and all the classes were at night. Mm-hmm. So I went in. It was dark. And I was in this big room with white cement walls. And what am I doing here? Missing rugby practice. Don't get to spend time with my wife. Like it was just, what am I doing? So luckily I got a job as a manager. And then I, I just dropped out just right away. Mm-hmm. Did you do that in Texas State? Mm-hmm. Yeah, at uh, Jowers. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so it seems like one of the oldest cheaply built. Well, I shouldn't say cheaply <laughs> built. That's how they probably made them in the 70s. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was just w- one of the least, uh, I guess, graphic, not, ge- not graphically, but like, it seems like a, a lot of these new buildings, they're very pretty to look mm-hmm. at, and you walk in them. And they're pretty cool. And like uh, Old Main, is that yeah. what it's called, right? Yeah. Old Main, you walk in and I'm like, this is cool. This is a really old building. Like this is where people have been learning for more than 100 years. Mm-hmm. And when you walk into Jowers, or 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 I should say, and, th- and then with the new buildings, you're like, this is a cool building. Like, especially when you walk out or walk into it, they build them like these big grand structures. Yeah. So you're a little bit in awe and you walk in. And there's usually cool art or there's there's stuff going on. But like I said, when you walk into Jowers, it's not like, oh, white <laughs> cement walls. <laughs> Fantastic. Um, it there wasn't very inspirational. Right. I was would be rather doing anything else. <laughs> I've never been in Jowers. Really? Yeah. My whole six years almost. Well, you're not missing anything. <laughs> good to know. Good yeah. To know. <laughs> like when I take my kids to campus, like that'll be the last place. Yeah. And then we'll do a like, quick pit stop. And like, and this is where dad spent most of his time. <laughs> well, that's right by the river, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, kind of. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Just take them by the river. Oh, yeah. That building. Yeah, right that there. one right there. You would, we, you, we, we don't need to go in it. Yeah. <laughs> I did have, I, I do got to say, I did have some good times there, though. There mm-hmm. was a guy named Michael Hobbs who was working on his master's while he was there, or he was had a master's degree and he was teaching so that he could get his Ph.D. and eventually got his Ph.D. at Florida State. 
But he was ahead of the times. Like, uh, I can't, this is back in like 2006, 2007 or eight. I don't know back then. So CrossFit wasn't, a, wasn't a huge deal, mm-hmm. but he was using, like, he, I guess in his reading and, and him learning and try, again, trying to become, a, get his PhD, he, he saw the functional fitness. And then I got to be his test dummy to try all oh, this stuff out. That's cool. So I got free personal training mm-hmm. and I worked my ass off. Like my, <laughs> so growing up, my dad lifted weights. So my mm-hmm. dad taught me how to lift weights. Michael Hobbs taught me how to push myself to the mm-hmm. next level. Cause I would like, there was one summer where I would go to swim practice, swim practice, swim class in the morning. So I'd be, I'd wear myself out there. Then I go and work out with Hobbs, and like he, well, I wouldn't say unrelenting, but he he pushed me, and he would and like and the thing is is like because it was he was doing it for free, like I felt like I had mm-hmm. to give it everything, and when I wasn't, he would call me out on it. <laughs> like, "What are we doing here?" I'm like, "You're right. Let's let's go. Let's get after it." And he definitely made a big impact in my ability to. To push hard and, and just br- bring it to or bring my workouts to a new intensity, um, but yeah, no, that that was a yeah. Who's a great guy in general? Um, and as far as other positive memories, I'm trying to think. <laughs> like there was just lots of learning and being behind on. Uh, when I look back, I'm a different person now. I just continued to make decisions when I was younger that made my life harder. Like I was rarely <laughs> on time. I rarely did my homework on time. Um, and I would never study, which is the opposite of you because you were in <laughs> honors uh, college, right? So explain how honors college works. Like wh- what are the, I guess, what kind of grades do you have to have or what are the requirements to get into honors? Um. Gosh, this was so long ago. I don't remember really. But I I want to say there was like a certain GPA you had to have coming out of high school. And it's basically like from what I remember because I started in the honors college and then once I got closer to graduating, they had less business classes and more like arts and social and just a bunch of different stuff um i want to say that it was like an extra under like you could get a what's it called a minor in honors or just something like that where it was like would look good on your resume mm-hmm. look good to employers i guess and um but yeah, I took I only took two classes in the honors college, um, my marketing class for undergrad and the history of Italy and Islamic arts, which is a mouthful, <laughs> but it was my art credit. <laughs> and yeah, and then I just didn't see any interest in any other classes that they offered. But I was just trying to finish my undergrad as fast as possible. <laughs> Yeah, and you did it in how many years? Uh, three and a half. Yeah, still <laughs> blows my mind. So some of that was in high school, but you still yeah. like I guess what was your typical load in what when you got to university? I think so. I came in with almost thirty hours. Jesus, so yeah. almost a semester and a half ahead. Maybe Sem- that, yeah, two it's a year. Yeah. yeah. Um. And then I would take 12 hours on like fall and spring semesters. And it also helped that I stayed my freshman year. I didn't go back home mm-hmm. like everyone usually does. Stayed in the duplex <laughs> um, and took two classes. So I would usually take two classes in the summer and then I guess three three or four in the fall and spring. 
Um, and then halfway through, I added a minor in communication studies, which was actually pretty interesting. Um, so that added a little bit more time on. I could have finished in three years. Little humble brag. Slacker. <laughs> Jeez. I just wanted to stay in school. I don't know. Good. No, yeah. I mean, it took me six and a half years to get a four-year degree. So <laughs> what is that's that's very impressive. Uh, yeah, yeah I've wasted a lot of time. I could have been, and I, when I look back, I wish I would have studied, and I wish that I would have worked hard so that hopefully I would have retained more information and mm-hmm. you know built my work ethic at a younger age, as opposed to figuring it out in my mid twenties. But uh, but no, that's awesome. Uh, Let's see. So we talked about the honors program. Um, what other jobs did you have while you were in school? Um, well, before I came to college, I worked at a snow cone stand. Bef- in high school, I played sports year-round, so I didn't really have time Which for sports? a job. I didn't uh, know that. Really? Yeah. <laughs> um, I mainly did basketball and then played volleyball, did track at one point. I had to do cross country at one point. Um, How was that? It wasn't too bad. So for since we were a small school, for if you were doing basketball but didn't do volleyball, so one year I did not do volleyball. They made us do cross country, and all you had to do was train and run one meet just to stay in shape for basketball season. Huh. Okay. And. They made us run the meet where that they had it in our town, but it wasn't too bad. I did cross country in junior high, so. Hmm. So basketball was your main sport. Yes. D- I, did you enjoy playing basketball? Oh yeah, definitely. Um, I pl- I played it since maybe first or second grade. Started doing like select AAU basketball. Really. And around like fourth or fifth grade and just played it year round wow most of the time. very up cool up until so senior year up wait up until your senior mm-hmm. year so you didn't play your senior? i did oh you did once i once we finished oh i see season senior year so was there any interest in you playing basketball at college um there was i think around middle of senior year I kind of got a little burnt out I guess and kind of just wanted to go to college and experience some new things instead of having basically focus only on basketball that's Mm. how college sports go you know but there was at one point but I kind of just decided to just go to college where I wanted to and not where somebody wanted to pick me up to play. So w- were there any schools interested in having you play? Um, there were a couple. I, Midwestern State University in Wichita Falls. Yeah, they're, was, they're uh, a D2 school, right? I think so. That was one that I went to right in then. One in Arkansas. I went to like one of their camps that they invited me to, but I really didn't want to move out of state or mm-hmm. honestly to Wichita Falls so. or Arkansas. I can yeah. imagine like you go to Arkansas and then Midwestern state and you go to Texas state be like, Oh hell yes. Yeah. This is where I'm going to school. Cause those other schools. Yeah. When I think of Midwestern state, I view that more along the lines of like a blend junior college, which again was, mm-hmm. Junior colleges are necessary, but and and all colleges in general, except for for profits, are are necessary, as people should learn. Uh, but yeah, but there's a difference like when you come to Texas State and see all the big buildings and there's a river flowing through it. I can imagine mm-hmm. that's that's definitely like hitting all the check box check boxes and then creating new check boxes that you didn't even know that you wanted. Mm-hmm. Um, and all, so it sounded like you played a, a bunch of different sports. I did. Um, the only thing I didn't do was softball, I guess. 
trying to think. And we didn't have soccer at my school. Too we small didn't for have that. <laughs> either. Yeah. Um, yeah. I didn't just didn't, never got into softball. Or, I played t-ball when I was really little, but never stuck with basketball and never really even tried to play softball. Yeah, and that's that, that. That's well. It's awesome that you played all those different sports. Mm-hmm. And I feel like when you go to a smaller school, it's gonna be a better experience for you. Mm-hmm. Yes, the larger schools may have more, more sports, and- more maybe more opportunity. Maybe, maybe uh, so. Yeah. Like I don't even when I see bigger schools. Like San Marcos has how many thousands of kids and it's a six A school, but how many kids get to play on the football team? It's right. like sixty or seventy. And when you go to Sweeney, you get there's I don't know, five hundred kids. And mm-hmm. how many kids play football? Sixty or seventy. So it's the same number of kids. When you go to Sweeney or you go to Grandview you don't get cut. They need you mm-hmm. out there. You might not get to play a lot, <laughs> but they still need you for practice. They still need you to play. Right. And you can play four different sports or five different sports if you want to. And there's uh, at San Marcos or Brazoswood or any of these big 6A schools in what seem to be small towns. Like You get to play one sport – and if you try to play multiple sports, the coaches get pissed. Because mm-hmm. um, I'm sure at Grandview, like even though you were a great basketball, well, so you were a great basketball player. They wanted you not just on the basketball team. They're like, well, if you're not going to play a sport, or if, if you're not going to do volleyball. softball or volleyball, like you better like go do cross country. Mm-hmm. You, you got to stay active. Whereas, like that's not going to happen. That's yeah, San Marcos. they're just going to train. You're like, no, 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 no. You play, season. yeah, you play basketball. You don't play football. You don't play baseball. I, when, when I, my, my freshman year of high school, I played baseball and track, which mm-hmm. go on at the same time. Oh, yeah. So I would run track practice and halfway through, I would run to the baseball fields because oh. I didn't have a car. I was a freshman mm-hmm. and play baseball. And that would, you just, I don't know. I've got an issue with these larger schools. They put them together because there's, I guess it saves money in mm-hmm. the long run. You don't need as many teachers. You don't need as many sports teams. But I feel like the max a school should be is like 4A. Yeah. And just have more high schools so that that's truly more opportunities. Again, you might not have all the sports. Like maybe you don't have soccer. Or maybe you don't have volleyball or if a school elects not to have a football team so be it Mm -hmm. um the main thing is like if a kid wants to play something if the kid wants to do something they are given the opportunity to do it and at big schools that's just not the case right like again there may there may be more clubs there may be more whatever it is but you've got to fit these prerequisites to do it um and like when i i mean for me I love playing sports, but if if I went to San Marcos, I, I don't know if I'd have been able to do it. I might have been run out earlier because mm-hmm. when I was in ninth grade, I was five one ninety five pounds, and I was getting my ass kicked on the field. I was getting my ass kicked on the court. I was getting a, a track. I ran long distance, and I also ran cross country. And I, looking in retrospect, now that I know that I have asthma, like I would have killed for an 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 inhaler back then <laughs> because <laughs> yeah, it was so weird. Like there would be days where I killed it, mm-hmm. and I'd be one of the first people to finish. And Coach Reed would be like, "Burns, I love you running for him. It's great. You're gonna go far." And then at the meet, or even like the next practice. I would be just like my lungs would be on fire and I'm in pain and just like, oh my God, this is terrible. Mm-hmm. And there's like, and then the same coach is like, what happened? Yeah. And I, even that coach is like, you, you're not going to amount to much burns, but you work hard. I'm like, <laughs> great. Wow, thank thanks. you. 
So, I mean, if I was at San Marcos, like, they're like, you're not going to amount to much. Bye. Go. You're off the like, team. You're off the team yeah. at ninth grade. And then I'm, I'm out. I'm, yeah. Like, I'm probably depressed because when I stopped playing uh, sports after I graduated high school, I was like, I didn't know what to do with my life. And there was mm-hmm. just big gap or gaping hole that I didn't know how to fill. Um, oh yeah. So what did you do? So like you were in sports your whole life. You trained year round. You graduated high school. You didn't play sports anymore. Like what did you do with the time that you had? Studied. <laughs> My freshman year, I didn't do a whole lot. I didn't join a sorority until my sophomore year, which that took up a lot of my time. And eventually we got to do intramurals, which was fun. I got to play basketball again. But my freshman year, I did a lot of studying. And do I regret it? No. But do I wish I had some other experiences? Probably. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, I would go to like the rec center every so often and do a small little workout, but I didn't find anything that I like to do until, or I guess anything to take up my time until my sophomore year. And then being in a sortie does take a lot of your time. And then working too, adding on to that. You just, I didn't have time to do much else. Right. Oh yeah. So we were talking about snow cones and then we got to talking about sports. So what other, what other jobs? Worked at a snow cone stand until I came to college. And then my freshman year summer, so the first year I was in San Marcos, I got a job in an escape room and worked there for two years. Also worked at Tilly's during that time. Was Tilly's? Retail um, at the outlets. It's just like a clothing store. And then... After that, I went to New Balance, worked there for two years, ended up doing, went from sales associate to inventory person, I don't know, (laughs) and then team lead, and then ended up here. Cool. And I know we've already had this Mm -hmm. discussion, but I still think working at an escape room is something that like 99.9% of people have not done before. So why don't you talk about that a little bit? Um, It was a lot of fun getting to see how all the different people, like their thought process through solving puzzles and getting to the end or how frustrated they get. Cause like we had cameras where you could see and then little baby monitors so we could hear them too. Um, like if they ask for a clue or something. Would anybody ever like get pissed off and just start cussing and yelling? I feel like that's what I would do. It wasn't like super extreme, but yeah, they would get upset or like <laughs> I saw one mom beat her kid with her sandal because he wasn't helping. <laughs> <laughs> he was just like messing things up and messing up the puzzle pieces or just oh. anything like that. So. She made him sit in the corner while they finished. Pull off her chocolate. Yeah, exactly like that. Um, Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was, like you said, a job that not many people have Mm. and an experience that was really cool. I got to, I worked just as we called it room host for a little while. Then I got to, once everybody had graduated and kind of moved on with their careers. I moved up to the manager and got to basically run the business as a, what, 20, 21-year-old, which was kind of scary, but I think it was a good experience. Mm -hmm. And then got to run the social medias, which led me, I guess, to where I am now, interested in marketing and social media marketing. Um, yeah, definitely a fun experience. Would recommend at least 
going through an escape room if you have the opportunity to. Yeah, yeah, very cool. So, did I guess working there, did they have you go through the escape room mm-hmm. and like so, have to figure things out? Yeah, that was part of our training. The first day, there was, I think, three or four of us that got hired at the same time over the summer and they told us come in this day block off like three or four hours of your time and y'all are gonna go through the rooms together which i guess looking back it was kind of a good team bonding experience too but yeah that was my first time ever doing an escape room i always had wanted to but never got the chance to and then got hired to work for an escape room and got to do it mm-hmm. and then yeah every time we would get a new room to like sometimes we would rotate rotate out different rooms we'd have to go through and solve it again as a manager i kind of wasn't required to do that like i had already i helped set up basically not with the stories and like the all the intricate details but like putting stuff on walls and putting stuff in place I would help set up so I would kind of already know the um how to how the room works but we would have to like go through at least walk through and see how everything works mm-hmm. um through training which was is fun yeah no it <laughs> seems like it, it uh, I never been to one and I can only imagine what they've got but do they have like spring-loaded things or like when you do something like something unlatches and it kind of some of them were like magnetized where if you put something over this like perfect spot it would open a shelf or like little maze magnet you had to get the magnet from something else and do the maze to get the key or the code or whatever most of the boxes and stuff were like with locks and you had to solve a riddle, find corresponding things with that riddle and get the code. But yeah, there was a lot of like, I guess, technology that I never had seen before, like locks and latches and all these random things that I never would have thought existed until. Yeah. No, it seems neat. It seems like a tinkerer's paradise type of thing. Like they just, you get to create and you get to tinker and try Mm -hmm. different stuff out. Yeah. It seems neat. Uh, so are, are, uh, you read any books now? Um, I started one. I haven't picked it up in a little bit, but atomic habits. It's actually really interesting. I've never been a reader unless I had to read it for school. I used to be, and then I came to college and just didn't have time. But I'm trying to get back into that habit. And what better way to read than to read an Atomic Habits book? <laughs> <laughs> but it's been pretty interesting so far. It's it's like breaking your habit loop, habit circles, and creating new habits, breaking the bad ones. Um, I'm only about five or six chapters in so far, but so far it's pretty interesting. So uh, what's been the most insightful thing or, or helpful thing that the book's offered? Um, I guess like, so there's a thing called the habit loop where whatever habit you have is based off of a cue to do that habit actually doing the habit and then the reward you get from doing the habit so whether it's good or bad it's always going to be like that and it walks you through how to kind of break if you're wanting to break your bad habits or um, create new better habits just walking through how you can set up and train your brain to have better habits or break your bad habits so like say you want to wake up early and work out so your cue is your alarm goes off okay your habit would be waking up early getting dressed going to work out and then your reward would be feeling better or you can i've seen some people ironically on tiktok that i am now not on tiktok (laughs) but they 
we'll say like if I do this for one week, I'll get go to Target and get something for 10, 15 bucks or like something small as oh, a reward okay. that they want or whatever. And then if I do it for two and three weeks, I'll get myself a new workout set or just something like that, which that's what I'm trying to do. Have a, a, a reward system in mm-hmm. place. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wrote them out last night and I am going to work on that for the next couple months. What'd you write out? I like those things. <laughs> I know. Um, I'm trying to create a habit of waking up, working out before work. Because once I get off work, I'm exhausted. And it's a 50-50 shot if I go work out. So, What um, time do you think about? What are you going to start waking up, do you think? Um, Probably 5, 4.30 or 5. Um, when I do go right now because of... The place that I'm at, it's... Where is it? Hotworks. Um, so they have like preset schedules. And the class that I like to take, Pilates, is at 5.15. So I have In the morning? Mm-hmm. Dang. <laughs> so I have to wake up 4.30, 4.45, leave 10 minutes early, 10 to 15 minutes early to get there on time and be ready. Um, I did just cancel my membership. <laughs> Um, so once I find a new gym, it'll probably go. Gotcha. A little, I'll probably wake up a little later. And so I, 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 I guess, well, I don't know. You just canceled it. Do you like the class setting or are you more just work out by yourself type person? Um, I think both, um, the way hot works is, is it's in a sauna and it's pre-recorded classes. So you could be in there by yourself and. Wait, it. oh, it's not teacher-led? It is, but pre-recorded. Well, so, wait, so but the teacher's not the, in no, there. No. It's a video screen? Yes. That would piss me off. <laughs> yeah. Especially if I was in a, in a sauna. <laughs> and it's like 130 degrees in there. I'm like, I'm in pain. Mm-hmm. I'm having, there's, this person is not sharing in this pain with me. I'm looking at a video screen. <laughs> um. Yeah, it's been interesting. I've been going since end of September and I kind of signed up to get back on like working out. Mm-hmm. It kind of motiv- motivated me more to go if I have like the preset times. But now that I'm full time, it just really isn't working with my schedule. And at the, after work, it's so busy. But I definitely would recommend if you have time to go in the middle of the day or early early in the morning <laughs> well i think early early in the morning yeah. is the way to go because uh, if i if i try to work out in the afternoon even if i'm 100 percent sure that i want to work out it doesn't mean that i'm going to work out like mm-hmm. there's there's like a 25 percent chance like this morning i was like i'm gonna sleep in i slept in till i think 5 30 so i slept in till 5 30 and then I decided it's like I'm doing two podcasts a day. Maybe I won't work out. Save and, your energy. Yeah, so to save my energy. But then like the middle of the day or like at 10 a.m., I was like, I should have worked out. Mm-hmm. God damn it. Like, so, so I wanted to go at noon. So I left here at noon. But when I got home, there's like, oh, yeah, there's my project that I was working on. So I'm, I'm making an epoxy slash wood cups mm. I'm trying, you know, and, and i need to get it done before my birthday party when my family's coming so i was like let me just get this started and then i spilled <laughs> shit on the ground and it's all and i had to clean that up and next thing i knew it was 12 45 i was like oh, all right no. i gotta get back <laughs> gotta do a podcast at one and there's when i get home this afternoon like i still want to work out even mm-hmm. if i'm tired like because uh, i just go out and do something for 30 minutes just lift weights that's not going to happen because I'm going to need to watch the kids. So, yeah, you got to do it in the morning because mm-hmm. there's that's the only time that that I feel like I've got any control over. So wake it up at four thirty, lay around. I got to do a better job of not going to the couch because I just get on a couch and I don't do anything. And then 
I wait for my medicine to kick in, which is about 45 minutes. And I, so I don't do anything for 45 minutes. Whereas mm-hmm. like, and then for the next, after that 15 minute, or after I, the medicine starts to kick in, I like diddle around on the internet for 15 or 20 minutes. And I feel like I'm wasting time. So what I feel like, like I need to do. Yeah. Wasted. So I need to diddle around when I wake up, just immediately go to my computer and not the couch mm-hmm. and look around on the internet. And then at 45 minutes later, I can start working out mm-hmm. instead of waiting till I don't what, like 5.30 or 5.45 to work out. Just go and do it. That would give me more time to do woodworking. Which waking up early has helped then. Like I do like work out and also do a little bit of woodworking. I feel very fulfilled. But um but yeah. Well, I'm glad to hear that you're gonna be waking up early to, <laughs> to do this. So I guess what is your plan? Like are you gonna sign up for Hot Works again or are you gonna find or what's um, the other gym? I have about? that membership until end of May. Oh, okay. So I can still go. I'm currently trying to figure out where because i want to start lifting weights again and get more into that that's what i was doing before hot works and um yeah i'm I'm currently trying to decide on a place to go that's not too expensive but not gonna be overly crowded all the time Hmm. i don't know yeah i don't know yeah i went to thrc that's I used to yeah. go there too. And it's it's definitely affordable. It's got a lot of weights, a lot of free weights. I, I enjoyed going there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I would totally recommend people still go to it. But for me, it's just, it's a matter, it really is a matter of time. Uh, and it's only like 10 or 15 minutes or 10 minutes from my house. Mm-hmm. But that's 20 minutes that I lose as opposed to just be walking out into my backyard and lifting mm-hmm. weights. So it's just, I'm, my life's so fucking busy. <laughs> I mean, literally, yeah. the only, like, I get an hour break in the morning because I'm too lazy to, to do anything from that 4.30 to 5.15 <laughs> area. Um, but, yeah, uh, yeah, I'd say THRC. And then I went to a CrossFit gym before that called Chautauqua Hill, but that one's closed now because uh-huh. I think the owner – Maybe the focus on school because he was he was running a gym and going to school mm-hmm. and that was just it, not easy. But I mean, CrossFit's always fun. They got I looked at a couple classes because I thought about doing it after I came back from breaking my leg and tearing ligaments. Mm-hmm. Like I want to supercharge my workouts, but then I started working here and. I didn't want to commit to a CrossFit membership because I didn't want to take time away from my family. Mm-hmm. So I've, I've, I've been working at home, been playing rugby. But yeah, maybe try a CrossFit gym because I know that they have classes at six. Interesting. I don't know. That kind of scares me. CrossFit. <laughs> I looked at the gym that's next door. Oh, Metroflex, yeah. I think it's called. What's, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, or, Metroflex guess, down that way? Yeah. Yeah. Um, their prices seem pretty pretty reasonable. It'd be kind of convenient to shower, get ready yes, there, and come to work. Definitely. And then we got so, this little yeah. gym next to yeah. us. I don't even know what it's called. Me either. But I hear the music bumping. I always hear the medicine oh. balls against the wall. Oh, that's and, right. Yeah. yeah. And then you also, if you want to get into jujitsu yeah. or muay thai <laughs> or whatever, yeah, that that's got another that good right place. There. Yeah, this is a nice little spot, nice mm-hmm. little hub for, for working out, however you want to, whatever you want to do. Because <laughs> I, 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 I did jujitsu for yeah. a month and it was fun. And I, there was a few mornings where I'd go work, work out and then immediately come over here and I'd just be stinky sweaty. <laughs> it was not good. And then also there's a couple times where I did it at lunch and just n- completely sweaty and, <laughs> Hope I'm lucky I get to sit by myself. Yeah. Otherwise, people will be like, "Go home, <laughs> you stink." Uh, before I forget, what's your favorite superhero? Oh, that's a good question. 
I have never really been a superhero movie person. Can't work here. However, <laughs> in the past few months, one random day, my boyfriend turned on um, Spider-Man, the older ones, mm-hmm. and I got really into it. With Tobey Maguire? Yes. Okay. Yes. So we got into... We wanted to watch the new Spider-Man because it was around that time that it had come out. I don't know if it's still out. So now I have to catch up on the whole Marvel series. So I'm pretty far in. Really? Marvel series, yes. Well, you're probably farther along than me. Look at me talking trash. (laughs) We just finished um, Guardians of the Galaxy 2. I do like Guardians of the Galaxy. Was it Chris Pratt? Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's funny. It's so funny. He's funny. I like him. Um... Hmm. My favorite Marvel movie is Iron Man, but I would say, I guess, since it got me into it, Spider-Man. Okay. When I was a kid, Spider-Man was my mm-hmm. favorite for sure. But I think Iron Man's really cool, just the way he creates all these swag, technology, yeah. crazy things. Genius, swagger. And right. Just, yeah. Yeah. So I would say those two. I can't, okay. I can't no, pick a favorite. That's cool. There you go. <laughs> All right. Was there anything else that you wanted to talk about? Not that I can think of, no. Okay. Well, Emily, thank you for getting on the podcast. Hopefully this time around we won't have any audio issues. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Fingers crossed. <laughs> Thanks, everybody. Hill Country Tech Guys offer best-in-class support and aim to provide a world-class customer experience for each and every one of our clients. We offer managed IT support, cybersecurity tools and consultation, along with the ability to handle all of your project or infrastructure needs. If you are interested in learning more, please visit our website, YouTube, or social media pages.